Y'all, welcome back to Kentucky Fried Wargaming, where two guys who aren't qualified to talk about anything decide to talk about a game with hard math and chance. I'm Joe. And I'm John. And, uh, as always, uh, we're coming to you with an episode this week that is uh, a bit topical. Because, uh, mate, uh, Warhammer community has been putting out a whole bunch of articles about factions, which is pretty cool, I think. Um, but not... Everyone seems to think so. And, uh, I should have saw this coming, but I don't think I saw it coming in quite the amount that it has been. And, uh, John, as someone who's been here a while, is, is this normal? Yep. Okay, very good. <laughs> Your biting commentary really helps carry the show. <laughs> so we thought that this week we would take the time to talk about... Um, sort of briefly, the idea of doing previews, but really, the big one is to talk about, uh, reactions to previews and some context around them, so that maybe we could all just have a little chat about it, and hopefully our goal is at the end of this episode, maybe there will be a net positive for some people that if you have concerns, we could ease them a touch. But first, gotta talk about hobby time. And games played. Oh shit, yeah, we do hobby stuff. We do, John, it's a bit. Alright, John. Pressure's on. Hobby time and games played. Do you have a one word response for this one? No. Very good. <laughs> no, I did. So I did. <laughs> I did so much hobby. I have. <clears throat> Primed every Dark Angel I have. I have put together Asriel. Um, I love that kit. That kit is amazing. If you're a Dark Angels player and you haven't gotten the Asriel kit, you should. It does not. It takes like no time to put together. But it's a beautiful sculpt. Like looking at it more, um, I, I I have a I have a feeling that a lot of GW like more modern character sculpts are just too busy. Right? They've gotten mm -hmm. too much stuff on them. Asriel, not that. He reminds me so much of like an early 2000s like Warhammer character put yeah. into a more modern kit. And he just looks great. Like I for for me at least, he rivals the lion in how well he looks. And uh even the lion himself is also just a kit that I think is just, it's toned down slightly and it looks really good. Um Yeah, and I think Azrael really really benefits from the primary scaling because of that helmet. Oh, for sure. Like, on the regular stumpy marine bodies from uh, the original scale, like Firstborn, it just looked a little off. Yeah. Like the helmet is big and ostentatious, but it's almost too big for the body. Uh, but with the Primaris scale, the longer limbs, bigger torso, it looks. Yes. Yes. Um, I pulled out all of my Imperial Guard. I printed a bunch of Imperial Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have primed so many miniatures, I will be ready to just start slapping and painting. Well, I have to base coat a bunch of miniatures. I will be taking a lot of marines and painting them translucent green from Pro Krill. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and then I also have a bunch of Deathwing stuff to do. My Ravenwing are done for now. Mm -hmm. um, 
But the big thing is, I think I'm going to decide to ter- take all the Blade Guard veterans I have and make them all risen to go with the lion. Ah, that'd be cool. Um, I think that'll be really fun. And it'll also, dark armor. Yeah, and that'll that means I have to do a fourth color scheme in the Dark Angels. But oh, goody! It's all right. It's all right. You like painting different color schemes. Oh yeah, I do have the Adahada, so it's whatever. This just lets you do it in one army. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't that fun? <laughs> then on top, <laughs> on top of all of that, uh, I haven't really gotten a game in this week, but I have gotten rid of my goats. You have I've as given, of last night. Gave my goats to Joe. He is really liking the beasts of chaos, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't have a need for the goats. He can have them um, because it frees me up to go where my heart is. For my third faction for AOS. Mm-hmm. Which may be Flesh Eater Gordon. Ah, insane vampire people. Uh, I do love me a Malkavian, so. Yeah. I don't know. They're a cool force. I just, I love their fluff. They just need a little more. Like, mm-hmm. they need more model kits to really, like, hammer home the list-building diversity. Baboon uh, dogs. Undead baboon uh, dogs. Ah, yes. Vampiric baboon dogs. Sold me. The dude with the, the double-headed scythe sold me. The Scrivener? Yeah. I want it. I want Fletcher Records. Be great. I just love the idea of this little god ghoul shambling up the field, shaking a skin flap at you. Like, I have the receipts! <laughs> like, it does anything. I scanned it into my fetch rewards! Like... <laughs> <laughs> He is just the most uppity county clerk you have ever seen. Just walking right into the <laughs> the notary office. I bought this 97 Silverado. I need you to fucking notarize it. It was a <laughs> gift. Uh, <laughs> uh, God, that's delightful. Yes, perfect. Yeah, I just think they need a, a few more kits. To really, like, flesh out that army. Like, a unit of baboon dogs would be really helpful as, like, a cavalry yeah. flanker sort yeah. of deal. Um, or I will keep saying it, because Vince Vitrilla said it. It's a delightful idea. Maybe a hero, because, like, they're talking about this force as being Bretonia, but now corrupted. So, like, all right, let's lean into that. Let's have a lady of the lake. Some terrible fetid bog hag. Yes. In a murky swamp, handing out bones, which they think are swords. Hell yes. yeah. Let's do it. Well, yeah, I love the fact that they're just like... Because Bretonia are really just like Arthurian legend, like, made manifest more and fancy. And then the Flesh Eater courts are just like, what if we took the iteration on an iteration and iterized it again? Oh, answer? You get a pretty fun force. And, and we make it fucking grim. And we make it disgusting. <laughs> what if we made them fucking nuts? <laughs> I love it. I'm here for I, it. I'm also here for it. That's why I love it. And also, I don't have a death faction. And I <laughs> need... I, I, I feel the draw of playing death so much. But, like, Soul Blight isn't quite the flavor I'm looking for. for. Uh, Nighthaunt are cool, but, like... Mechanically, I'm never really that interested in Nighthaunt. Um, so you want to play Corn, but death. That's basically what Fletcher Courts are. 
No mm-hmm. think, just smash. Yes. Quite literally, they invented the idea of smash bat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's a cool faction. And I think they're going to be getting more kits this year. Yeah. I don't know what kits they're getting, but they're probably getting kits. Yeah, my thinky AOS faction Skaven. That can just be it. Mm-hmm. That is your thinky go-to. Yeah. Uh, mine, I'm finding out, is Goats. Flesh Eater Quartz might be my Timmy faction. Flesh Eater Quartz is very Timmy. It's straight Timmy. It is... Here's my big piece. I'm gonna buff it up and shake it up like a can of bees and then throw it at you. Yeah, because I have the Johnny in the Slaves of Darkness and then I'm like, yeah. Like, it might kill you and it'll be really cool or it's gonna, like, fight a big monster and get killed but that'll also be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and it is what it is. I think, yeah, Flesh Eater Quartz, super Timmy. Turbo Timmy. You you, so you are still goats all day. All day. Like you got a game in with goats, didn't you? I did, yeah. I'm really enjoying goats. Uh, we are recording this one day after I am coming back from John's place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went up for, well, we went down uh, for the weekend. And uh, we're going to play Pathfinder Saturday. And uh, Friday night, we had a little extra time. So Seth and I, uh, he's our editor... One of our editors, we now have two, hey-o, um, wanted to play a game, and it was the most thinky, cerebral game I've had in many, many, many moon. Um, I'm playing Beast of Chaos, which is, of course, uh, a very sort of, like, KG faction. I can't just do what Flesh Eater Courts do, of, like, chuck everything at your face and pray. Yeah, you, you, no. You're made of I tissue paper that. and horns. Yeah, I will lose if I try to straight up grind. Uh, so I have to be sort of cagey and looking for edge plays to get uh, sort of favorable trades with debuffs and stuff like that. Um, and Seth is playing his goblins, which are <laughs> exactly the same. Uh, so we were both very, very hesitant, very cagey. Uh, and every move was well thought out, and, uh, it was a highly skilled game. Uh, in the end, I won it, but there was a number of times that it could have gone either way. And even at the end, uh, it only came down to a ending because of math. Uh, at one of the final turns, I was able to get a double turn, which would... Ensure that I can just hold what his stuff was left back and win on points. Regardless of what happens in the fights, you know, I could just push in, hold him off the stuff, GG. But, uh, that was after his Boyd Grot Bounders almost jumped over my screens to kill my Gorgon before it even activated. It was cool. Okay, can I just talk about the squig herds also? Like, yeah, talk about the squig herds. God, Get them out the there. squig herds. They're fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> they're insane. That's so nuts. Um, so for people who don't know, squig herds, they're like a uh, a pack of ravenous bouncing beach balls uh, that are fifty percent teeth and try to kill you. And uh, they're made of tissue paper. They die in droves, and they have almost no leadership. So, like, they run away to a stiff breeze. But the problem is when they run, for every model that runs, 
they do mortal wounds and a huge bomb around them. Uh, which means you have to shoot them or get wrecked. And I don't have shooting. <laughs> which means I got wrecked. Uh, I sort of, I tried to be cagey. So I took my hero and I put him back in the line. Uh, I had like a little murder ball going of like some debuff auras and some screens and some chaff. Uh, and then I took my hero and put him way back here behind all of it. So he'd be safe. He was not. <laughs> like I killed all the squigs and, uh, the squigs exploded and I knew mortal wounds were going to happen, but they can do that in a nine inch bubble. Not six. It's nine. Diva. So it hopped all the way behind my everything. One shot in my general. Killed my giant. It was... Ruined your Chipotle. <laughs> really unfortunate. Just PvP'd in my Cheerios. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's, Getting uh, ganked in Stranglethorn Vale again. Whoops. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough little unit that I don't have a satisfying answer to. But luckily, the other stuff didn't go in Seth's favor, and I was able to push it out anyway. Uh, but yeah, I'm really enjoying Beast of Chaos. Uh, it feels like a sort of Johnny Timmy army. Like, don't get me wrong. There is a lot of thinky-think in the list building, and positioning, and deployment, and movement, because you have to get set up well. Um, but all of that thinky-think is really only to do one thing. And it is to smash. <laughs> like, in yeah, the end, it you just smash. It is like the beast of Warhammer. Ha, ha, ha. Of just <laughs> a scientist with glasses on who's just like, oh, yes, let me meticulously determine what all of the science is. All right, time to fucking rumble. <laughs> what up, Mr. Hyde? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. It's really thinky and cagey until it's not, and then you fully commit, and it's a WWE Hell in a Cell match. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason why I stopped playing it. Not because I don't like that, but because that's what Skaven does too. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't need two forces that do the same thing. No, yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I don't have that, so I'm having a good time. Uh, um, I I now have an overwhelming urge to fight Skaven versus Beastman. Oh, what a fight. I don't know who's going to win, but it's going to be a great time. Uh, I can guarantee that. Neither of us. Neither of us win. <laughs> we will just fucking hit each other to death. Uh, we're going to have a blast. That's what matters. Um, for hobby time, uh, I've been doing quite a bit of 3D printing and, uh, you know, prepping. So I have been uh, trying to get ready for 10th, much like John. Uh, and John has said he would like me to try some Blood Angels in 10th. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to prep that force. Um, this week went online, found a bunch of bits for Primaris Scaled Sanguinary Guard. Because I do not like the shorter uh, original Marine Sanguinary Guard. The scale is off. Um... So I've done my best. I went out, I found a bunch of bits, and then I did some 3D kit bashes to make my own Sanguinary Guard. Uh, got them printed and processing. Uh, I also found and printed an Astarath model, like a proxy, which looks really cool. So now he's printed, ready to go. Uh, I also 
finish printing my towel tanks. So I got a railgun tank and a transport tank, fully printed, fully built, ready to go. Um, and I'm now working on printing a couple more crisis suits because I only got three, and I'm very confident I'm going to need, need more. more than three. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that final number will be, but I think six is a safe bet. You also have a Land Raider that you forgot. Like oh, but I did not print the Land Raider, to be clear. John printed me a Land Raider. It did. Uh, so that I could take a bunch of Death Company and throw them inside that Land Raider with a hero and then chuck them, shake them like a can of bees and throw them at John's face. Yes. There's a there's a pattern. Yeah. You really just like making things that are, you can shake like bees and throw that feels incredible. Anyone who's played Hunt Showdown knows that feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to try to lean into some transports and some mechanized units uh, in tent. So just trying to do a lot of prep. I haven't done very much painting, though. I've spent so much time trying to like build and have stuff ready to put on the table that painting it has sort of fallen by the wayside for me. Hopefully that changes. But I'm prepping multiple things, which makes it a little weirder. Uh, but maybe I could stop prepping everything if I just get super mad about previews, and that's the life hack I'm really walking away with. Yeah. I think that undignant nerd rage is the absolute best way to avoid spending money on Game Workshop products. Well, end of the episode. Play the music! All right, John. Now that we quit the hobby and we're no longer going to play this game, we've saved all the money. What do you want to talk about? Uh, We've got to come up with a new topic for the podcast. Yeah. Tabletop RPGs are hot right now. Yeah. We can talk about Pathfinder um, 2. We can talk Ooh. about the history of the Pankertons and why Wizards of the Coast sending them to a YouTuber's house is really bad. We could we could pretend to be Joe Rogan. Like we can both dress up like Joe Rogan, but be like what happens when Joe Rogan interviews Joe Rogan? Uh I'm gonna need to find elk meat to prep for that. Um We could be the uh Caller Daddy Girls. That's a really popular show. We could try to ape that. Um I have no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> oh my god, do I know things John doesn't? Yeah, you understand. I'm just like, what what are you talking about? It's a popular podcast. So many popular podcasts, it doesn't it's like one of the most popular. Know it. Like Listen, I only know about the Joe Rogan show because I've seen enough stuff of Joe Rogan saying off the wall stuff. John, you're killing me. All right, this is not going anywhere. I think we just have to go back to talking about tabletop war games. I'm yeah, sorry. I guess we have to go back to our cabbage. We can go back to our roots. We can just talk about conquest. We can talk about conquest. I'm really excited to talk about conquest, actually. But like, a conquest isn't going to do really well in the algorithm right now. So let's like, we got to talk about the the like angry people. Oh, uh, cool. All right, so we're going to contribute to the zeitgeist of rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this isn't yeah. a blooper bit this is part of the episode uh we so in general yes warhammer as they do has been putting out previews yeah. right uh and these previews for context of people who maybe haven't been keeping up are just little looks into factions coming up in 10th edition 
and they have just a couple of things that you get to see. You get to see a detachment and its rules. Uh, you get to see one unit's like war scroll card, maybe two units war scroll card, and then one or two guns, single guns, and a stratagem. Sometimes That's... they talk about other stuff design-wise in a paragraph at the end, and sometimes they leak other rules and little paragraphs in between. That's That's it. That's the thing. Uh, and I think their intention is to just sort of give you a glimpse and an idea of how that faction is roughly trying to play in terms of a playstyle. Uh, give you a couple little tasters to get you interested. Um, and then, you know, get you hyped up for whenever they release 10th edition proper, which I still don't have a date for. That's the thing I'm actually nerd-raged about. <laughs> um... Yeah, still no date. Still no date. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not mad. Um, just disappointed. It's next month. We're supposed to be starting this edition next month. We don't know when next month. John, we're supposed to be starting in like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know the rumor came out that like the, the box set comes out the 24th of June. Which is like a little less than a month. A little bit more than a month right now. Mm-hmm. What? Tell us. It's not like wh- wh- what's the problem? Most of the edition is a like digital, digital release. release. It, anyways, like you hit upload. <laughs> I mean, it's not quite know. that simple, but like it is much simpler than logistically shipping off every rule book to every store, and everyone has to like. John, I will not be given context or education on my ignorance. Yeah? You hit upload like a Google Doc. You upload it to the drive, and you're done. It's that easy. Yeah, the proprietary GW intranet that is just beamed (laughs) directly to everyone's Google Drive. That's why the leaks keep coming out. (laughs) They're having problems. Everyone's uploading too quickly. But generally speaking, these previews come out, and they're supposed to just get you a little interested in the faction. And um, I think largely, it's working for most average people. Yes. Uh, but in the groups, some groups more than others, uh, there's a trend flying around that I think is a little odd, and we might want to talk about. Uh, cause there's a number of sort of thoughts that people are walking away with and most of them are entirely reasonable. Um, but some people read this small sliver, uh, and will make a post somewhere along the lines of GW hates my faction and this is proof of it. And this faction is going to be terrible in 10th. X-Faction is obviously strictly better. I'm putting this army away for the whole edition. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, boy, howdy. Let's just jump the entire shit. Fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, there might be a little variance here as they remix some of these thoughts. 
but there are a number of those posts in a couple of the factions groups that I'm in. Yeah, and, and like some of it isn't necessarily unwarranted. I think it goes extreme, but like there is a couple of credence, bits of credence to these people that are like, hey, this faction does not seem right. What's going on? This mm-hmm. faction doesn't seem like it's gotten as many rules as some of the other factions. Like the the inconsistency between the two factions, like the many factions, is pretty despairing, um, which creates a false perception that they are not equal when the full release comes. But we don't have the full release. They're just cool showing what they think is cool in these sections. Uh, example I have is the world leaders, right? Mm-hmm. I love the world leaders. I have you don't st- say. <laughs> I have stuff from world leaders. Like I, I love them. I don't think I'm gonna play them in the beginning of tenth, and that's not because I don't like the faction. It's not because I think the mechanically they're bu- they're gonna be in unplayable. I think the mechanically they're very playable. I think that the mechanic they gave them ruins the flavor for me a little bit because it's not the blood tithe pool, which felt very corn. And very mm-hmm. world eatery, and I think that having a slot machine is not very corn, flavor wise. Just mm-hmm. isn't. And I know mechanically it's technically better, but but the flavor doesn't fit yet. But the flavor doesn't fit me. And on top of that, I don't think that army works really well right now, as like a playable force to want to like collect and play regularly with your buds. I think it can make tournament lists sure don't think that you would want to take that to the shop week after week after week because there's like fucking seven kits. Yeah, well, it's, your list is going to be the same. <laughs> yeah, it's just the same list over and over and over again. And I get it. It's world eaters. It should just be monster trucks on monster trucks with fucking Kyle's running around slamming energy drinks and sl- hitting people baseball bats. But, like, there, there's... It needs some tricks there, too, to, like, prevent them from just either completely wiping people off the table or getting shot off the table. Um, but, like, the, that take I created after, like, reading the entire article and talking with a bunch of people on the World Leaders Facebook and just kind of being like, y'all, like, some of y'all need to just chill. Like, if this is your only army, just deal with it. Sorry. Or don't play the game. Like, those are your two options. Um... But if you're worried about losing games, you're probably not going to be losing a ton of games. You're just, it's flavor-wise, it's weird. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a different statement than this faction is terrible. Yes. Compared to X and Y faction. Yes, like um, all the Necron players who collectively shit the bed when they saw that Tyranids could like do the endless spawn thing. But like that, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's, uh, I think it is partially a, a case where people who are like really, really negative are going to get pushed in an algorithm because these social media companies want you to see takes that will make you angry to angry comment yep. and get more engagement on a post. So like these people are probably even more rare than I'm already thinking they are. Yes. Probably the case. They just seem like more of them. Most of, like, our group, right? Like, our core... Like, we have, like, 
12, 14 people that in our like localized play group. Uh, like localized those in three states. I say this every time. But we have like a <laughs> Discord group of people who just nonstop talk about this game and also schedule events and play with each other. And I don't think anyone has been like, man, this edition sucks shit. I'm going to go like fucking shove a Mountain Dew can up my ass and set my army on fire. Like, they've just been like, oh, wow, that's neat. Oh, this is cool. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's dope. Oh, that's a neat change. Oh, that's much more readable. Oh, this seems like it's going to be much easier to play. Or, oh, that seems like, oh, your army got this thing. I'm excited to play against that with my army. And, like, I think that's the vast majority of people. I think that's where the energy that everyone has is going to stay once the edition actually drops. But it's like people deal with the anticipation anxiety differently kind of thing. Yes. Uh, I think there's something to that. I think some people lash out and those voices are just amplified. Um, So if you are someone out there who is struggling with that feeling, maybe you aren't posting. Maybe you're a person who's having these feelings internally uh, and you are, you know, okay, this is not anything that like I would ever want to share with another human being on a Facebook post, but like you are struggling with a, with a faction you really like and maybe the preview rattled you a little. Uh, So like, that's why I wanted to start the show talking, like talking about and, uh, and then how to maybe help you work through that. If your faction that you really, really love maybe soured for you a little on a preview. You know, let's arm you with the tools to maybe try to push through that and get to a uh, an assessment that you feel is uh, more accurate or logical and that you like more. Right? Uh, okay, so first and foremost, the number one thing that you can use uh, to help discuss this topic with people who might be struggling with some of the previews is that this is a very narrow slice of information. Yes. Uh, as I said, we are getting like one, maybe two units. We're seeing one faction rule uh, and like two guns, one stratagem. That is a very, very narrow window into what that faction is going to do. Um. Unless you're Imperial maybe, Knights. Yeah, especially... Well, unless you're Imperial Knights. Then you're probably closer. Um, but for most people, if there is a unit that you do not like in your book, that's okay. There's a ton of other options. Yeah. Um, or maybe there is stuff in there that makes you like that unit more that you have not seen yet. Uh, you know, maybe it combos with another unit, kind of like the Eldar units do. If they're doing it with one faction, they might do it with other factions. Who knows? Um, maybe that gun isn't great. But maybe, again, there's a trick to make it better, and then, holistically, the gun that made you nervous is going to be okay. Um, also, if you're someone who's very competitively minded and uh, win rates speak to you heavily, uh, it is true that your faction that you're getting a look into is a very narrow slice, which doesn't give you necessarily an accurate grip to the context of what you're seeing and the power of it. But if you are comparing it to factions X and Y, 
you also are getting a very narrow glimpse into their rules. So you have like a, a tiny foundation for your faction and the conclusion that your brain's trying to come to. And this over here is also built on a very, very flimsy foundation. It's just, who knows? Like it is, it seems hard to compare which faction is more gooder this early. I just don't think you can. Like I don't think you can, don't we can be like, oh yeah, edition comes out in a month. We're gonna figure out what the meta is for the game before the game's the game, man. Like, <laughs> I, it's probably gonna be Space Marines. Like I'm sorry, like you're gonna hate me for, it, but like Space Marines are probably. Like, if you want to bet, it's gonna be Space Marines. Not because of any rule, but because like it's brand the like, very beginning of the edition. Unless you get some sort of skew list in one of the other factions, Space Marines are like the easiest to like play in the beginning of a new edition that is a massive rule shift because they're <laughs> fucking baseline. Like they're just normal, like normal across the board. Um, the first couple of lists that, are, that slap people around are just going to be Space Marine lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you could talk like I think at most you could talk about like oh. Faction A is really, really good at cracking defenses. And Faction yeah. B is tanky in flavor, but maybe can be cracked. That could be a that could be a favored matchup for A. Sure. Yeah. Or but I just I, I don't know how much value is in that. And the other the other side of the coin is like when you're look if you can compare rules between the two factions to like make determinations to a degree. But you would need to do it fairly, right? Like, when you compare... I'll use the Necron versus Tyranids thing as an example. You can't compare the Necron's ability to go, Ah, I can reanimate on everything in my entire army, to I have a strategy that lets me bring back Termagants. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, John. No one ever can have a healing unit other than Necrons. Yeah. I mean, like... Guard getting to bring back a squad of infantry or like some sentinels or like bringing in reinforcements that it fits flavor, but it's a stratagem, right? We already know command points are limited and limited more than we initially thought at the beginning of these previews because we've seen some of these factions come out where it's like, oh, you can get command points from doing this mechanic, but it maxes out at this much the entire game. Like the completing an oath for. Uh, Imperial Knights is maxed out at three for the game. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not a lot of command points. Um, meaning, command points are going to be limited. Which means that Tyranids probably can't just recover all of their fucking Termagons for the entire game in the same way that your Necrons are going to be able to do it for freezies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not equal. <laughs> yeah, those are different they're, things. They're just not. Um, or like comparing gun, the same gun on two different chassis there's a big thing across all of this that no one knows, and that is point values, right? Yes. Like, a yeah. people are like, oh, man, they fucking ruined the, the, the rail gun, the hammerhead. I ain't ever going to take that piece of shit again. Have you seen what these fucking uh, Bane Blades can do? Like, I'm sorry. One could be 170 points, maybe 200 points. The other one might just be 600. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna be I different. I would hope it like, is significantly more. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure. I suspect it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure three railguns with like perfect line of sight could just obliterate a Beyblade. 
as it should, because that's how tanks work. <laughs> but I, yeah, like and we oh. all, collectively chill. Like you know that you know that uh, that TikTok where it's just like, "Daddy, chill." <laughs> I want to do that to so many people who are just like, nah. I would be like, "Daddy, chill." It's just for a month. Like maybe go play a video game for a month and stop thinking about it. A couple weeks. Um, Don't yeah, ruin a it. lot of people in the community, the Tao community, because obviously I play and really enjoy Tao. Well, at least I did for the night. <laughs> Fucking Tao. fish nerd. <laughs> we are bovines. No, oh, yeah, they have but, hooves. What's a bovine? A cowfish? Get out of here. Okay, a cowfish would be awesome. <laughs> a cowfish would be pretty dope. <laughs> objectively awesome. I'd be at the lake right now <laughs> trying to catch a cowfish. Forget catfish. Forget dogfish. Cowfish. It's here. Um, yeah, a lot of people are real angry about the railgun. Because they showed us the railgun profile. And people are screaming. Because it doesn't ignore invults. And, oh, it's strength 20, but, like, oh, you're going past your four-up save, and then it does nothing. But, like, maybe it has an ability that lets it do that. Maybe yeah. it has a stratagem that we can get around an invuln save somehow. We haven't even seen the whole rule card. Well, it, it's also... We've I've... only seen the gun. <laughs> This may it's be a little a, early. This may be a topic for like a larger episode, right? But the other thing is, I think a lot of players are used to the eighth and ninth edition way of the Warhammer, where whereas my unit does this really well, and it's going to do that really well dependably. And my opponent can't really do nothing about it, um, which that was very prevalent in eighth edition, and then the ninth edition started introducing, oh, well, my opponent can react by doing. This stratagem, or doing this tactic, or doing this, da 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 da, da. Um, and that became cumbersome. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the it has gone back to the old way of just variance, right? Luck will play a like a, a thing in this game, and in order to reduce that variance, you're going to have to take things more often. Like you don't, the game is not going to be. I can bring this. I can bring one hammerhead. And expect to, like, kill three knights with it. Well, why no. not? Be- because. Like, it's not How fun. It you? doesn't create tension moments within a game. How um, dare you? And, and make it fun. Like, you want... You want... I mean, bring a tank brigade of railguns. That's the answer. Bring more tool for that toolkit. Because anti-tank guns are not just like, I shot a tank once and I fucking killed it. Like it's... Well, that that depends on where you hit it. <laughs> I mean, yes, but... Like anti-armor weapons in the game sense are like, I do big damage to like take out light vehicles almost immediately or just chip away at a big one. And then I have the smaller ones that can do chip damage to them. Or take on, like, do a moderate amount of damage to a light vehicle. Like, there's varying degrees of anti-armor weapons. Yeah. It's a thing. But it just seems a little early to make that call. Yeah. Like, there's a um, lot there. Like, we just we just talked about it about 10 minutes, y'all. Like, you can't read a minute article in five minutes while eating your morning oatmeal and be like, Oh, fuck, man. I don't know. These Tau dudes, they're going to be, like, the best in Melee this, this edition. Like, 
world eaters, they need a railgun. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Only if Tao get a melee crisis suit. Okay, but like... A, Give that to me. <laughs> a Tao melee crisis suit would be kick-ass. Right? How awesome would that be? <laughs> oh, God, I want that. Um, so yeah, like, I hope that that argument is good for your logic brain. Okay, I do. If you're someone who is really struggling over small slices and wood rates, that might help you push back. Secondarily, if you are someone who is having a flavor mismatch, that is more subjective. Yeah. Uh, you know, the f- first issue is more obvious, it's easier to speak to. But flavor, in terms of a faction and how you like it to play, versus how it might play now, that's very subjective and personal. Um, They very well could change some of the flavor for some of the factions. It's a new addition. They're doing an overhaul. Um, The best thing I can say, and the best piece of advice I could give you, is if you're watching the preview and the flavor seems off, is to wait and look at the whole picture and try it. Especially if you already own the faction. Just try it. Yes. Um, and maybe, when everything's in concert, the flavor that drew you to that faction in the first place is still going to be there. It might be a little different, but maybe it will be there in enough quantity to still let you have fun doing what you like to do with the faction that you're enjoying. Uh, however, if you wait and you try it and the flavor that you want and that you really liked and that drew you to the faction and got you buying models and painting them and whatever still is not there, that's okay. Like, I think that's a reasonable conclusion to come to. That, hey, this thing that I liked for one reason or another no longer feels that way. I'm a step away. That's fine. Like, that's healthy. Uh, And I think that's especially the case if you have a second army. If you can just rotate forces. Um, You know, like John said, like, John really enjoys world eaters, but maybe he gets to the end, he tests world eaters and goes, you know, I'm still not feeling this. I'm going to play Dark Angels instead. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. That's fine. You play Dark Angels instead. Or guard. Yeah. Tank. Pew, pew. Uh, pew. The indexes are not eternal. Codexes will be coming. Unfortunately. <laughs> That's another topic. Uh, and maybe come Codex time, there will be more options in it, which will bring the flavor back for you, and then you're off to the races. Um, and and it for, for happens me, all the time. For me, the thing I'm really wanting to make sure people understand is that, like, the beginning of a new edition is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be engaging. It's supposed to be different. It's supposed to be like a change, right? We're not bitching about the old stuff. We have to find new stuff to bitch about. <laughs> That's but, the point. <clears throat> but you have the option to like just have a good time in the beginning. And you can just keep that going the whole time. But I think a lot of people love to feed into the outrage machine. Not just in this, in a lot of things. 
And if you are having, if you are not getting enjoyment from the game, we're not getting enjoyment from the community, and the only thing you're getting is toxic feedback, and it's ruining your experience, and that bums you out, maybe step away. Not mm-hmm. from the game, but maybe from those communities. Um, maybe find some other people that enjoy just having fun about stuff. You can do that. Like, we're gamers. Gamers love to find every little possible problem and bitch about it to death. Uh-huh. In all games. It's true. But I find that it more often than not kind of ruins the experience for everybody. Because if you bitch about something something to someone who is, like, feeling it, they might start being like, oh, man, I feel like shit now. Like, I don't know if I want to enjoy this thing. That sucks. And maybe you wanted to enjoy this. You enjoyed it at one point. You know, deal with, like, maybe don't be turbo negative on it. And it's one thing to be critical, right? Like, taking a critical eye or a critical look at the game. The question is, are you doing that with the proper amount of knowledge and context? Or are you doing it in a way that is ultimately constructive? Yeah, I think that's very different. Like, We'll talk critically about factions all the time. Like we will sit down and be like, we'll tear it apart piece by piece. And be like, this is the problem this has, this is the problem this has, this is the problem this has. And like workshop ways we could fix it. We don't just go, man, this faction sucks and there's no way to fix it. This dog shit needs to burn in hell. Like, yeah. And I we mean, we gotta pop the hood. And we don't <laughs> like, scream about it on, on like out into the internet. We find each other to talk about it and have that conversation. Because to, that that has like a little more constructive sense air to it than just like screaming at the Warhammer community person, You fucked my dog. Like it's like <laughs> Damn. Warhammer got hardcore. They might have beat the Pinkerton thing. <laughs> yeah, like it's <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Like, chill. Chill. It's alright. I understand you spent way too much money on plastic miniatures, but like, it'll be alright. TLDR, Daddy Chill. Daddy Chill. That should just be the title of this episode. Just TLDR, Daddy Chill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's early days, y'all. <laughs> and that's really what we want to get to at the end, is um, like, there was a very easy way that this episode could have just been <laughs> people engaged in things and being real invested are dumb. Uh, but that's that's a terrible way. That's a terrible take. No, like like, like people want to enjoy this fucking game. That's why they're so mad. Because like they, terrible take. Yeah, bad yeah, take. Like I'm glad that they're really into it. Truly, like they got enough love for it to be passionate about it. And I think that's cool. Yeah, you just gotta. Be a little careful with yourself and what you do with that. Uh, and I think, hopefully, this will give people some tools to work with whatever internal struggles they might be having with it. Yeah, like, Sometimes our our brains are not logical. They're just little meat sacks full of electrical impulses. And sometimes those impulses aren't necessarily on the level. Like so you, you just got to fight it. If you go to Golden Corral, right? And you're like, man, I love the macaroni and cheese bites. Like, I understand they are basically the same shit that's frozen inside the grocery store, but I love them inside this little golden corral playing like Toby Keith. It's great. Huge fan. 
But if you go up with every plate for your Cracker Barrel trip and all you do is get macaroni and cheese bites and then you dunk them in the, the queso fountain and you eat them, you will make yourself sick. Yes. Like, that's a long, weird metaphor to say, maybe, <laughs> maybe chill. <laughs> Daddy, chill. Daddy, chill in this gold corral. <laughs> now I want cheese macaroni cheese bites. I'm going to stick my whole head under the queso fountain and just shove cheese bites in my mouth. Oh, God. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. Um, well, we have to end this episode now because I need cheese bites. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want macaroni and cheese now. <laughs> I don't have any. Um, I hope this brings everyone a little bit of peace and your golden corrals a little bit of business. Um, we are still really excited for 10th. Uh, even though we are a little flustered that we don't have a date to plan stuff, we are working ahead in the background anyway. Uh, and there is a lot of, uh, content coming, uh, when 10th drops. Uh, we're going to be doing faction focuses for every faction to try to give a quick breakdown of their pitch and how they play. So if you're thinking about getting into a faction, we can hopefully help guide you in a direction that's good for you. Uh, and that's all going to be in addition to the normal podcast that you're watching now. Uh, and we're excited to do it. My sleep schedule is not. Um, but to hell with it. Hell yeah. That's going to be our be party. We're just going to be like talking. <laughs> we're going to be talking forever. You're going to see us wearing the same shit. Over and over and over again in videos, just dipping different cups of coffee in our hands. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all changed? No, it's been three days. Um, I called off work so that I could talk about Warhammer. They start the faction focus for custodies. They're dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Slam cup into wall, cut the camera, video done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're really excited, truly. Uh, and I hope you guys are into it. And if there's any particular things you want to hear about from us, please send them over. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, well, not Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the comments, and YouTube. Yeah. Uh, the reason we are doing faction focuses for every single faction is because someone reached out and asked for them. Uh, Truly, we will give y'all what you want most of the time. Uh, so if you want topics or faction stuff, let us know. Uh, for now, that's been all of our opinions. Bonafide Kentucky Fred. We'll see y'all in the next one.